Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Today, on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Hello, and welcome back to Executive Presence Morsels. It's Tuesday, May 31st, and hope all of you had a wonderful Monday, Memorial Day, for those of you in the U.S. So we're back to Spam Week, and we're going to be talking a little bit about what I like to call the persistent bugger, right? This is a person who keeps coming back and asking you more questions and emailing and reaching out to you. And if I don't know the person, I actually put them into two categories. Uh, the first category is probably the more typical one, the one you've experienced. Um, and and may dislike, uh, which is the person that's just kind of following a script and is just continuously kind of bothering you about something that probably has nothing to do with what you're even interested in, or uh, maybe it is an area that you work in, but it's just so disconnected to any experience you've had with the person, and really they could be talking to anyone. Uh, and generally from an executive presence, leadership and connection space, uh, perhaps you can get lucky sometimes, but I think more often than not, um, it doesn't work out as well. However, there is a second group where sometimes that persistence really pays off, and I actually do end up responding to the person having a conversation and you know creating uh, a relationship with that person. And that's the sort of person who, um, for lack of a better description, isn't really pushy. Um, you can sense that they want to get to know you, but it doesn't feel like an agenda, right? Like it doesn't feel uh, like they just want to get to know you so they can give you a pitch or sell you something. You really get the sense that they actually just kind of want to get to know you to see if there's anything there. And with those sorts of people, the persistence actually matters because a lot of times people are busy and this will happen to me. I'll see it and I don't really know the person and I'm you know, thinking about some other things with people that I do know. So I just kind of tend to ignore it. So it's not a bad thing. I don't really um, consider it an awful thing for you to reach out, um, but I'm not really taking it that seriously. But then on a second or third attempt, the fourth attempt, when they're interesting, when they're curious, uh, when it doesn't feel scripted, and maybe that's a skill, right, to, to use a script that doesn't feel scripted, um, then there's a chance for me to say, you know what, if uh, I have time or this person kind of made me laugh or they're kind of interesting or maybe they do actually seem to know something about something, I may give them a chance and, and reach out to them and see where it goes for there. And it's kind of the same way for our executive presence, right? A lot of times uh, you will have an idea and immediately it'll get dismissed out of hand, right? A lot of people just like to say no on the first go. That's just their default. And I'm not saying they do this intentionally, although some people may do, but I feel like sometimes they want to see who's going to come back, right? They don't want to start things with people who don't really know what they're talking about or won't commit or won't go the extra mile to get things done. So by saying no and dismissing it out of hand, it's almost a, a filter in a way, whether they're doing it intentionally or not, for only the serious and the committed people to go through. So from a leadership perspective, people can tell when you're the type of person who 
um, isn't going to take no for an answer on the first try, right? That doesn't mean you never take no for an answer. And sometimes the first no should be good enough. But other times when you really think that there's something that is valuable there that you can offer, uh, when <clears throat> you sense, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> that the resistance is something that uh, maybe with some additional conversation and understanding uh, can be overcome. Uh, the leaders who have that kind of resolute persistence, and that's one of the uh, traits uh, or one of the six degrees of executive presence, to be resolute, right? When you know it's something good, you don't just go away because it's, you know, politically you don't get it right away or there's some resistance or it's unpopular. You are resolute because you know it will bring the value. So what I'd love for you to do today is think about a time where you were told no and consider, did you just give up right away or did you continue to try to press ahead? And think about a time maybe today or in the future where if you do get sort of that kind of first easy no, um, whether it would make sense to come back in a day, in a week, in two weeks, maybe in the next hour, and come back asking in a different way, and to practice being resolute, uh, especially when the when the uh, stakes are kind of lower, because it'll give you that practice and it'll give you that confidence for when the stakes are much higher. Well, thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear; it's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsors. You've been preparing for this your entire life. Your blood, sweat, and tears have truly paid off and brought you to this moment. You are highly skilled, highly recommended, and highly motivated. You step into the arena, and suddenly... Oh, come on. Not this again. Ever show up someplace you're supposed to be, deserve to be, ready to excel, only to be met by a person who is surprised you're you and not someone else? Most leadership training for underrepresented professionals doesn't address the unique context of being in an environment where your advancement is still considered an anomaly. The Thrive Guide is designed to deliver strategies to address your unique challenges, such as overcoming negative preconceptions, how to get the best opportunities, dealing with disrespectful behavior, and more. By the end of this course, you'll have a guide to thrive, not just in some promise tomorrow, but wherever you choose to be today. Let's get thriving. Hello, it's Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and welcome back to Executive Presence Morsels Spam Week. This is episode 238, and today we're going to talk about the novelty game, how everyone loves novel things, right? New things kind of pique our interest, and what can we learn about the novelty that may come from spam and how can we apply that to executive presence. 
So it really gets your attention when you see something, when that email comes in that isn't done the same way. And that can actually be pretty hard to do because sometimes you feel like people are all operating, you know, off the same best practices script um, based on things that have kind of worked in the past. Uh, and after a while, you can kind of sense that and you tune it out. Um, you can see this in public speaking as well, too where there may be some way of starting a speech. You know, you see this a lot where, you know, one person, I don't know who the first person was to do this, will, you know, start out and they'll lower their voice and say, I have a confession. And then everyone will be like, oh, it's a confession. And, you know, they'll get drawn in and then the, the speech will get started off with a kick. But then after you see that the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth time, after a while, it, you just start, it starts to feel not novel anymore and it loses some of its impact it loses some of its effectiveness now we can use this concept of thanks for listening can't wait to be with you again join us next time for another tasty executive presence morsel